of the Ricky Smith Show, where we provide a holistic approach to professional development. I'm your announcer, Benny Steiner, joined by your host, Ricky Smith. Good morning, Ricky. How are you doing? Good morning, Benny. Thank you for bringing me in. Today, we have a great show ahead of us. We have one of our great true friends, Darnisha, here to tell us a little bit about herself and her business attributions. Good morning, Darnisha. How are you doing? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, Benny. All righty, uh, Darnisha, let's go ahead and get started. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. I was born and raised in Detroit. I have a degree in occupational therapy. I've been a occupational therapist for going on 17 years. I have two children and I live in North Carolina. All righty. Well, <laughs> well, let's get into the portion uh, talking a little bit about your uh, your experience and your background. At what age did you get into your or get into your profession and why? Uh, so it's it's kind of funny. Um, you know, when you're when you're young, you have no idea what you're trying to do uh, with your life. And I kind of was exploring some different options as far as degrees. So I was a mechanical engineer major for two years, and I went into business. And during that time, when I was in business, I actually started doing a work-study program in the School of Allied Health, and where they had pharmacy, physical therapy, and occupational therapy. And I ended up working uh, in the occupational therapy department. And I was thinking, um, okay, this is something I, I never I never knew about. And I ended up, after a, a few months, I changed my major I was accepted into the program and became an occupational therapist. So when you actually, which company did you start out with? Uh, was it in the Detroit area or? Yes, I worked, um, I worked skilled nursing facilities, outpatient therapy settings in Michigan. And yeah, different, different cities. That's where I first got a lot of my experience. Okay. We also uh, heard that you do a little, or you have a little bit of experience in real estate. Now, that's near and dear to both myself and Denny. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, right now with real estate, is something that I'm looking for to try to get into some com- commercial property with my business. I haven't really closed a deal or anything. Right now, I'm just learning more about commercial property, how I can benefit from it. And so I'm just trying to see what type of programs are out there. Uh, for you know, for my business, so I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of looking right now. Okay, well, it's definitely uh, a lot of money to be made in real estate, or not necessarily uh, money to be made. Uh, seeing that you do occupational therapy, you know, those could be a great facility that you can find for yourself. Mm. Uh, they can leverage for you as a, be a great part of your uh, your assets for your company. So, yes. uh, well, let's get to the next question. What what would you say it were? some of the biggest challenges when you started this career? I I wouldn't say my career was challenging. 
the only okay, the only the only part I can say about my career that may have been had some some challenges, of course, when you just it's not of course being a minority in the field, it's just, you know, there are some things that you have to face. Racism, sometimes it's a it's more of a male dominated field um for like the physical therapy. And so those are some of the just some challenges I ran into before, as far as my career. Me starting the company um, had way more challenges than just than being an occupational therapist. So me starting the company, I started uh, it's RDL physical therapy. And how I actually got into it, I never wanted a physical therapy clinic. That was never the plan. I went into the comp. I went. I started a business that I wanted to kind of replicate some of the same services that were being offered in the skilled nursing facilities because that's where I predominantly um, have been working uh, my whole career. And so I, I saw a need. The families, I said, they need somewhere where they can have their loved ones go, but it wouldn't cost them so much. Because if anybody ever had any type of experience with assisted living or nursing homes, they're very expensive. And a lot of families just can't afford it. So I came up with the idea of having an adult day program for the elderly. And I said, this would be great. The families would love this. It would be an additional resource for those who can't afford it. So Ricky, that was my original plan. And I started the, the company. I ended up getting a, um, a SBA loan. And I actually started the company with two other friends of mine. And it, it did not it did not work out. <laughs> so I continued on my own. Got an SBA loan. Got denied for it twice. And I looked online and found another program that was affiliated with the SBA. And when I tell you, Ricky, when I called called the gentleman, he approved me the next day for a loan for $150,000 to start my business. And it's funny because I look back and say, you know, if I, if I would have given up and never pushed push beyond those two no's, I wouldn't have my company today. And so the adult day program, like I said, it was, it was, for, it was for the elderly, for those families to have somewhere to leave mom and dad while they were working. I found a building did the renovations, and then that's how I got started with my first business, which is the adult daycare program. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you said that's your first business. Yes, I have what's, two. What's your second business? Yeah, let the listeners know what your second business is. So my second business is I RDL owns um, RDL Therapeutic Outpatient Therapy. So I own a uh, physical therapy clinic as well. We have physical therapy, occupational therapy, massage therapy, and aquatic therapy. And that business, the physical therapy was something that just came out of the blue. I was not expecting it. Um, It wasn't even looking for it. It just kind of fell in my lap. Okay. Uh, Well, let's go back to when you started RDL. You said you got approved the third third time you tried. Yes. Um, now, was there a specific program or route that you had to go through to get to that approval, or was it just the third time was the charm? As other third words? time, yes. Yeah. So I went, and you know, and, but it's funny because everybody says, "Oh, you know, I had this great business plan, Ricky. I had, I had, um, you know, income projected for all these years." And at the end of the day, that business plan didn't mean anything. <laughs> You know, you, you think I had this great plan, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a plan. 
doesn't mean it's going to happen. And so I guess with some of those programs, it was just too high risk. I wanted to give up, but but I didn't. Like I said, I went for the third time and they and they actually approved me. And it's funny because even with my business plan, so just the word the business plan, I, th- I was intimidated by it. You know, I think we think, oh, it's something that, I, you know, I couldn't write. That's how I was thinking. I can't write a business plan. So, Ricky, I went and hired someone online. And as the gentleman showed me, um, sent me over a draft, I said, wait a minute. He took everything off the Internet. It was like nothing original that he he actually did. And I said, you know what? I can do a better plan than this. I actually fired him and I created my own business plan. And yeah. And then I went and submitted and ended up getting approved for the loan. Hercules, Hercules. Look at you, man. He's get it, get it. Hey, for the listeners out there, she landed on something very important for everyone. Just because you get told no, but it's something that you believe in, keep pushing. She just told you. You know, she pushed oh, yes. through that. You have to persevere. Uh, you can't just quit at that first no. Go, go ahead, Darnisha. And uh, also, just like I said, when I came up, I think when you come up with a business, everybody wants a safety net. You know, I had two friends. RDL actually stood for all of our initials. Um, And one by one, they began to drop off. And I was faced with a decision to say, should I continue? And I didn't know because at the time I'm like, do I really want to continue alone? Because we all feel better about having that safety net. Who wants to take a risk alone? No one. And so I made the decision to say, whatever happens, I'm going to do it. And I changed the name from all of our initials to Restoring Dynamic Lifestyles. That's what RDL means. I'm not going to say it's been easy being alone, uh, having two companies. I would say that the path of being an entrepreneur is definitely. I used to get mad, Ricky, at people when they would say things, you know, as my business had up and down those challenges, when people would say things like, you should quit. This is too much. You have a degree. Go back to work. And even sometimes from my family. And I used to get so angry. And I'm like, why don't they get it? And you know what? One day I sat and I realized they don't understand. It was a lack of knowledge. I can't get mad at someone who doesn't understand. I'm talking to the wrong people. I'm not talking to other entrepreneurs. I'm talking to people who have nothing wrong with working a nine to five. Nothing's wrong with that. I'm just saying they would never understand why I made those decisions. Um, Sometimes you'll be in a situation where both your options suck, but I had to pick one. It didn't make sense to other people, Um, but it, it was hard for them to understand. I'm just not making a bad decision. I only have two options and they both are horrible. So I have to, I have to take, go with the, with the lesser evil. And those were things that people didn't understand through my journey. I wasn't making bad decisions. I wasn't, I was doing whatever I had to do to stay afloat. Um, it's funny. So I, I'm, um, let me tell you. So as one of the partners that I started off with, as the business kind of got off the ground, I'm not going to lie, Ricky, it has, it was financially challenging because I had this great idea and I want these listeners to really hear what I'm about to say. I had this great idea. I had a building. 
I had the renovations. And Ricky, I didn't have one client coming in that door. I I didn't know. I said, I thought in my head, once I create this, because in our head, we're thinking, oh, if we have this, this, and this, people are going to flood the doors coming in. That's not always true. There was no one that actually, was coming into my 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 facility. Yeah, when actually, went, what, what you're uh-huh. talking about is a, a pitfall that a lot of entrepreneurs go into. Uh, this is something for everybody to take away from your, what she's saying right now. That's called optimistic bias. You see yourself yeah. winning. That's exactly what it is. You saw yourself winning. You saw you get yourself seeing the benefit of your business and you getting that money and things of that nature. That, but you're not realizing life and real marketing, all those things have to keep taking place in order for, I mean, this is, again, not this for you, but this is for, well, you've probably already uh, got yourself, position yourself in a better position now. But for everyone who uh, is new to this, be prepared to not have anybody walk through your doors. Get prepared yes. for those lean times because <laughs> it's going to come. Life is going to happen while you're trying to live your entrepreneurial dream. Don't, I mean, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not to scare you. But to get yourself in the right mind frame, you always got planned for the worst, yes. you know, as a, mm-hmm. and, and uh, prepare for the best time. So that is exactly what you went through. So what, it's, what you're saying. It's, right it's, it's, and so it became financially challenging. And I will have to I have to say this, guys. One thing that I did not realize and what I should have put more money into was marketing. I think as sometimes in our community, we do not see that as a it's important. Marketing will make or break your business. We have to invest in a marketing strategy. Um, and, and guess what? I didn't. I was thinking, oh, I have the building. I have the renovations. I have the brochures. I did not have marketing. And the marketing, I think, in the end, looking in retro, would have been beneficial to me to have that in place. And also, you know, and then, and of course, and a lot of us don't have this blueprint where we can say, OK, business, we don't have anyone that, to kind of help us through it in teaching us. And my experience, you know, what I've learned is just from experiences. Um, now I pay for marketing faithfully. I don't miss a beat um, with my marketing strategy. But to get back on track, one of the partners, after I got everything started, I'll allow her back in my company. And Ricky, that was the worst. It, it 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 wasn't the best decision. But what happens when you become out of desperation and, and things became financially challenging and I'm trying to work a full-time job and get this business started? Because remember, no one's coming through my doors. So now panic mode set in. Oh, I, I have this money out here. And so one of the partners reached out back to me and I said, yeah, sure. Come on, you know, come back on in. Apprehensive, yes. Desperate, yes. And those are the, de- you know what, desperation will cost you in the long, in the long run. Um, and, and that's what happened. We, 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 we didn't see eye to eye. Um, and at the end, she walked away and I had, it was, it, there was debt. Um, it just, it came, it was a downfall of my business at that time. And so that this was 2017. 2018, I had to make a decision. Am I going to just file bankruptcy? Because I'm going to tell you how really it got. Am I going to file bankruptcy or am I going to start over and continue? 
And I told myself, if you start over and you continue, you're going to go through hell. You're going to go through scrutiny. People aren't going to understand. And Ricky, I did that. I had to work two and three jobs, plus have this business. And I had two companies that were that were financially in trouble. Um, and so that's what I did. I, I started over. I actually took both my companies and, and instead of ha- having them under one umbrella, I made them separate entities. So if, if something happens to one, the other is not, the other is not affected by it. Um, I, was, I mean, this was, was all. Was hmm? I said that was really smart. Yeah, that was uh, smart. But this was, assets, yeah. but this was not, this was something no one told me, Ricky, if I, mm-hmm. I should have done that in the beginning, but this is the challenges that I was facing. And one Mm -hmm. thing I began to teach myself how to do my own billing with the insurance companies. Yes, I lost money training, but guess what? I got this knowledge now that no one can take from me. Um, I I, I taught myself about all the insurance companies, you know, and making mistakes along the way. But I had to rebuild that company. And when I tell you it was hard, it was I, I couldn't even afford a Starbucks coffee. That's how bad it got. Okay, but I will work at um, another company. And do you know, Ricky, I would take my paychecks and pay the staff at RDL because it was no money coming in as I was recovering and rebuilding. And so, yeah, if I tell people this business, it means so much to me because I went through a um, time where it was nothing. Can you imagine going to work and every two weeks you're taking your check and I'm just giving it to the company? Don't even see it. Every two weeks, giving it to the company, giving it to the company, giving it to the company. Um, and I told myself, I said, it won't always be like this. And that is, that, that's like an ultimate sacrifice. I tell people, I said, I'm not afraid to start another business. I have been to the bottom. I have been, there was no bottom left how far, how deep down I was. And so the fear of failing is not there anymore. I've already lost. I've recovered. Um, I, I know how to face challenges now. I'm not afraid when things aren't. You know, sometimes when they're when when they're down, I know how to sit back and say, "Okay, let me let me kind of um, let me kind of sit back and restructure some things." I approach challenges a lot different, um, and so now I can, as I am prepared to go further with my company, um, I, I'm doing it with ease now, definitely with ease. That that is very applaudable. Uh, it's a a, a warrior's journey, as uh, Benny uh, put up the producer notes. That <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah, was, uh, yeah, that's a, actually, you know, a lot of people will benefit from hearing your story uh, because, like I said, it's not it's not easy, you know, especially some key that you said that your family won't sometimes back you when you have your vision. You, like they just haven't walked your shoes or you know, see your vision and for you to stick through it when nobody's supporting you, that is like very challenging for most entrepreneurs. Or it's like, hey, I think even Jay-Z said it before. Uh, he was like, you know, that's your fear. Is that's because you haven't done that. There's reason why you mm-hmm. don't see my vision. And um, for other entrepreneurs, don't worry about it, man. It's a lot of people that's not going to see your vision, you know, but at the same time, uh, take constructive criticism and you know understanding when you can because you know it's gonna be some people that have your best interest they're not necessarily trying to talk you down or uh be negative to you they like they may come through and say hey won't you try this 
You know, yes. what if somebody came to you immediately right at the beginning and say, hey, did you put your money away for marketing, Darnisha? You, you mm-hmm. know, that would be something you'd be like, great, thank you. You know, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about so, it. Mm-hmm. So, but you, know, you learned the, the hard way, but, <laughs> but you learned about it. But I'm going to say this, Ricky, you know, yeah. it's easier said than done when you say everybody won't support you. But sometimes and um, a spouse won't support you, you know, and, and, and it is hard because um, you really do feel lonely when, you know, when you are on this journey and. I had to tell myself, if no one says, Darnisha, good job. Darnisha, I'm proud of you. I had to say it to myself because I didn't hear it all the time. I didn't hear you were going to get through this. Um, Recently, I I was in Dallas and it was a coffee shop um, that I was sitting in. And the owners, I just applaud them. They had, this, this was their third coffee shop. They failed the first time, started again. Failed the second time, started again. Third time, they're making over a million dollars a year, one million dollars a year. And I said to myself, we don't encourage each other. We think failure is, that's it. Failures are steps to to success. We have to look at failures differently um, than just saying, oh, it didn't work. You didn't do a good job. Um, we can't we can't look at our failures like that. And I think if I would have listened, like I said, listened to everyone who told me as I was facing those challenges, just quit. Um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So I, I tell anybody, your first idea may not work. Don't give it up. Your second idea may not work. Don't give it up. You just have to go. But you learn from each time. Of that situation, you you get something out of it, and you learn from it, and it makes you stronger the next time around. Yes, you made a key point. Uh, there's an acronym out there. Uh, I don't know if you heard of it before. It's called FAIL. First mm-hmm. attempt in life. That's all it means. <laughs> first attempt in life. <laughs> I mean, like, that is the, just because you failed. Don't be, it was just your first attempt. Don't worry about it. It, it gets better. And then uh, to get that support from your family, as you, you stated, uh, or the spouse, that that is key, even even if uh you you know uh it's not there, you know you got to still push through it and persevere and see your vision through when you nobody else is. Um, and actually, I had a, a bunch of questions for you, but you've been knocking them out. As you, oh, I, you I'm know, sorry, no, no, you, you're, you're good. No, I, I appreciate it. You know, because instead of having little pauses, it means continue to flow. And you were telling the vital information that everybody needs to hear. Uh, as an entrepreneur and uh, well let me ask you this Um, what other challenges do you see right now for your business and uh, that's what's keeping it from growing or or seeing your vision to its fullest Ricky if I could clone me five times I would (laughs) I wouldn't have a challenge um the the hardest I, I think I just told Benny this one day. I said uh, earlier, I said, it's not, sometimes it's not the service you provide. It's not, it's, it's not the client. Sometimes your, your challenges are staff. Um, staff can hinder growth. Not having great employees can hinder growth. Um, or having great staff can progress to you. Um, it's, it's, it's something definitely 
that I am learning how to deal with. Um, even, you know, the good and the bad. You have some that work harder than others. Um, uh, well, I actually have a recommendation for that. Mm-hmm. And the reason I, I can give you the recommendation is something that works. Um, being that I came from the Army, and that's how we met while I was in Detroit as well, uh, for the listeners. Um, the reason I can give you this advice, because I know for sure the Army trains all the time. Uh, and that will actually uh, convey out in your uh, your employees. When you hold them to a certain standard, like think about Chick-fil-A, for example. You know, it's some it's a small business. I mean, it's, or it's a huge business, but it's a business, no doubt, even though it's fast food. But people prefer to go to Chick-fil-A more than any other, you know, fast food restaurant. Why? Because all the employees have the same message, the same why mm-hmm. uh, that the, the corporation has. If you can find a way to get that across to all your employees, guess what? You'll be able to get that growth that you're looking for. Even if it means getting somebody who's a professional trainer and come in and sit down with your people. You know, you got to look at, like you said, how you're invested in marketing. Mm -hmm. Investing in training as well. Investing in your employees. Charles, guess what? If you train them, train them to grow, guess what? I mean, that's another thing, too. You got to have a place for them to grow. Uh, you know, as you're expanding your business. I mean, think about it. If your business, in a sense, is still small. I mean, I, it's, I'm saying small, but, you know, it's relatively small. If you got less than, like, what was it, 500 employees? So if you got places where you can grow and expand, but like, hey, young lady, young man, if you do your job, you know, I can, you know, expand, and then I can put you in a higher position of leadership within our company. You know, if you yeah. can show them somewhere they can grow, that that'll be yeah. Very and, and that has, and I will say that that has happened. Um, but also, I would I will say this: when you are a smaller business, okay, I think what happens as you're growing, you have to eat crap, okay? You have people that's going to take advantage of you. You know, they're taking advantage. But Ricky, when you're in a situation where you're like, I don't have a lot of people, I know what I see I don't like, but in order for me to get to this next level, I'm going to have to put up with some things. And as I talk to other business owners who are small like me, um, they, they've encountered some of the same problems. Let me ask you this. Um, what exactly, what tools or strategies have you put in place to expand your business? Um... Right now, I am, um, you know, the goal is for us to have, uh, like I said, for me to get into real estate and and, um, and buy commercial property. So right now, I'm just, I'm doing some research. Um, I'm looking at just the different areas. Um, I'm looking at their, um, where I live now, they have different grants um, for certain areas that they're trying to um, have the businesses move to. So it's like an empowerment zone. They're trying to, they're, they're trying to build up these areas. So I'm looking to see what type of, um, you know, funding if I choose to take my business in one of these areas. And right now I'm just doing the research. Um, definitely taking my time <laughs> and, and um, hopefully within the next few months um, I could be under contract somewhere. That's a great program. And mm-hmm. where exactly did you find out about that program or how did you find out about it? Um, I, I have to, uh, my accountant and just having some friends um, 
that I, you know, um, who are also business owners that, um, you know, we sit and we talk and they kind of inform me about it. But my accountant is the one that kind of really pushed for it. Well, you just said on something key, uh, a lot of the uh, people out there don't realize that your network can be your biggest asset. Uh, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. So don't be afraid to ask people questions. And well, that's the worst they can tell you is no. That's what I told people. Yes. Yeah, the worst exactly. they can be told is no. Um, yes, but I'm always, I, I would say this about myself. I'm always um, exploring. I'm always looking um things like uh federal funding i'm i'm always researching researching for me never stops um right now i my both my companies we just got um we're finishing up the credentialing to to be awarded federal contracts and so um Yes, it's always, it's a constant. Once you stop and you just get comfortable, that's me. I never get comfortable. Never. I don't care. <laughs> um, no matter what level, I'm always looking for the next the next level, the next contract. I'm always, um, yeah, I'm always researching. Let me ask you this. Are you open to getting investors? Um. <clears throat> No, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> That's real. That's no. real. I, I get it. No. I get it. Um, I do not. Uh, what I've what I've built by the grace of God. Um, it may I'm. It may take me a little bit longer, but I will get to everything that I see for this company. You know, in the future. Um, I just don't know. No investors. Okay. Uh, what what are you not very good at? What what are some that you you see yourself still challenge or uh, struggling at? Time management. My time management sucks. Um, I'm trying to do better, but I really struggle with that. With with time management. And at what point did you start marketing? When I started marketing, when I actually. Uh, started the business over, I reached out to a marketing company. Um, and um, that's that's kind of when I started. And right now, it's, it's kind of funny you mentioned with the marketing. As I was re, uh, recovering from, you know, that big loss, I actually didn't want to market because I wasn't ready for the increase in, in, in the patients. Um, and the reason why, when your internal structure isn't isn't right, I don't want you know these massive clients coming in here, and we have so many problems internally. Externally, I look great. I look like I have everything together, but Ricky, it was a mess internally. And so, as I begin to have more structure, I allow for more marketing. Yeah, that's un understandable. Uh, a lot of companies uh, need to focus, or actually, I know for a fact, a lot of small businesses that fail is because mm -hmm. of, like you stated, lack of marketing. I mean, point blank, you know, you have a company, just like you said, put up a nice building. They may market one time and, or maybe, or they, they don't market in the right demographic or use the right tools to market. And before you know it, the business folds up. And I hate to see it. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because, you know, for the most part, many people don't have malice towards new companies. They're like, hey, no, I want to see them succeed. But, you know, you can't walk into somebody's new company like, hey, man, you need to market, you know, this is, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, just, you know, you got a headstrong person that doesn't understand that, you know, you can't really just tell them, you know, what to do to how to uh, run their business. And discuss uh, a lot of people aren't open to uh, criticism. And uh, it seems like you were, in a sense, not necessarily open to criticism, but you learned from when you learned. At least you were uh, a learner just yeah. to see where you uh, failed at. And then, oh, don't do that again. <laughs> let's not let's not do that again. And then yeah. you also finally realized, like, hey, man, what you know, you, you probably sat down one or one or two of your colleagues and said, hey, you know, I'm trying to grow. I mean, where am I, where am I failing at right now? And then I'm quite sure somebody was like, uh, have you ever tried marketing? You know, you know, I'm quite sure, you know, because if you didn't think about it in the beginning, somebody had to initially get in your ear or somebody had to like, hey, you may want to try a marketing. And it seemed like you was uh, open and susceptible to that. Uh, let's get into some fun stuff. Uh, what is Darn you should uh, listen to and in what type of music are you listening to? It's, it's, it's funny. I'm not a big music person. Um, sometimes when I'm in a car, I just don't. I don't listen to anything. I just, I'm in my thoughts. I, sometimes I don't want to hear music. I just, um, yeah, I don't listen to a lot of music. I will say that. I know it's crazy, but I don't. I just, okay. there are so many times where moments where I just don't, I don't want to, I just need to just just think. And I just need silence. And so I take that time in the mornings. And like, I just to meditate. Just so, um, yeah, I'm not a big, big music person. Well, Bernie, so I don't want you to be too stressed in the world. What did you do to relax? Travel. You, know, get to, you travel. Okay. I travel every month. Every month. I go somewhere every month. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, because uh, if you do too much, you burn your, you'll burn yourself out. Oh, yeah. I've learned yeah, that. Yeah. Um, okay. I go somewhere every, every month. Uh, there's I'm traveling somewhere. Oh, yes. And um, do you have your own office at is your company or, or what is it kind of like a, a rotating chair? You kind of go from wherever you needed to. No, 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 no. Um, no I have an office um, at the facility, um, office at home. Um, but yeah, I don't have to rotate different places. Good. good. Okay. All righty. Well, Benny has a question before we get out of here. Go ahead, Benny. Okay, so I, I first want to say uh, thank you, Darnisha, for coming on to the show. And I want to share something with you. My, I guess at least until since I was a teenager, being an entrepreneur was something that it just attached to me, you know, like it was just one of those callings. And on the path to become one, it it was basically paved with failure. And, and, you know, part of the motivation for me joining the military, because, you know, I, I, I essentially became an entrepreneur as a, as a real estate agent, because you, you do work for yourself. That is a business. And with, with the, with that not working for me, not having an infrastructure, not having that system, which, you know, you touched on that, um, in this discussion. So I, I definitely relate to that. And, and I joined the military because of that, you know, trying to find that foundation, but I didn't want to leave 
my vision. I just needed a different way to get to that destination. And it took me years to to come back full circle. But I want you to know something, Darnisha. You were a motivation to me. Yeah. I saw you and I listened to you talk about your business. I remember we took that um that trip to to the, the family trip. You know, our both our families were together in, in Jacksonville and I remember you I think you were waiting on the business plan. You were working on that. And I remember how you talked about your business. I saw your passion. I saw that you you believed in your vision and I and and I related to that. I respected that. And 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 one thing that I understand what you mean, it's a lonely journey. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you yeah, have family doesn't understand. But as you said it, they that's not that's not that's not their calling. That's not where they're motivated to go. So they can't understand that vision. It doesn't make them bad people. It doesn't make mean that that they can't support you. It's just that they they probably can't support you in the manner you you as a mentor, I guess, would would, would they don't know how. They don't know how. Yeah, mad at someone for a lack of knowledge. Right. And that's why I have to turn my anger around and say, they don't, you know, they don't know. They don't how, know. How can I be angry at someone who doesn't understand? Right, right. And that's real, man. Like you really touched me when you said that. That truly touched me. And and again, like I said, man, you know, you know, we we don't talk a lot, but you know, I know that you've been pushing this business for a long time. And I just wanna, you know, commend you on your journey. You know, I am, I am, number one, I'm proud of you. So understand that. I want, number one, I'm proud of that, you. That makes two of us proud Thank of you. you. Number two, you, and this is why I wanted you to come on the show. You have been a, a, a motivation or inspiration. That's the better word. You have been an inspiration to me to keep pushing Arden Stewart, to keep pushing toward my business ventures in real estate, you know, because you need that. If you are an entrepreneur, you need to see an example of success. You need to see an example of perseverance. You need to see an example of someone overcoming challenges, educating themselves, improving upon their competence, and, and just staying on that journey. Because as lonely as it is, it is also easy to lose sight, to lose focus, to to lose that motivation and go in another direction. But I think, you know, and, and let me know, Darnisha, if you agree with me or not. Yes. Don't turn around. You, you, you have to push through that. You have to pr- push through those struggles. For a long time, guys, I was really embarrassed about what I went through. I didn't want people to know. I was embarrassed. I didn't want to talk about it. I had, um, in a, in a course, when you're in a small community, when the business wasn't wasn't doing well, and I had to start start over, I had people that would talk about me, you know, and I had to push beyond that negativity. Um, they, they were saying things. She's not going to make it. She's going to fail soon. And do you know, as I turned the company around, those same people came to me and said, "I'm proud of you. I, I knew you were going to make it." And I said, "No, you didn't." 
You were the same people out there talking about me. I think within the last year, I actually became proud of myself to tell my story because I, I wouldn't talk to anybody about this. It's, Benny, you didn't even know some of these things until I started telling you recently. Um, I didn't want people to know because I felt embarrassed of, of, the, of being a failure. But I realized what I went through is now can help somebody else. And I'm still, I'm still reaching for things. You know, I, I, I still have goals. Um, exactly. I, I remember what one person said to me, and I thought she was being a little arrogant. She said, it's lonely at the top. And I was like, why would she say that? That's so arrogant. But I see what she meant. The, you know, the more she was expanding with her companies, she had less friends. She was just like, you know, she was kind of, it was just, she was by herself. I didn't realize what she meant by it. It, it wasn't. No, she wasn't being arrogant. There was some truth, some validity to that, that sometimes it's just you. (laughs) Yes, um, you definitely hit on something that uh, when you're in a leadership role, you know, it can be lonely because the people that you're with or working with are sometimes in the sense of your support is they work for you. So those are people you're around most of the time. So you can't have that casual uh relationship with the people that work for you because you know if you give them too much they'd be like ah i'm gonna tell them about this you know you know <laughs> you don't want to get too too relaxed about them you know around them and everything so you got to be professional at all times when you you're dealing with your you know your people that you're working with or you know or they they are if they're still on if you're in your level with you then yeah you, you know it's good to hang out with them um and then for the people that just don't understand you know the whole process or and one of the biggest thing I, I would say that people could take away from this interview is one, as an entrepreneur, you're not on anybody's timeline. Do nope. not try to appease people around you. That will make you fail more than anything. If you tell people like about your business, then they, like you said, they start saying, well, you're going to fail. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. You have failed. You know, you're going to fail because you're not on a, a good timeline. To their to what they seem is uh, successful, mm-hmm. or they don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So don't don't put that those personal uh, opinions on your shoulders. You know they they really don't know what's going on because if they don't have any investment in it, they just talking. That's all they are. <laughs> and they're, they're basically talking. It's, it's funny you said that too, Ricky, because that's one thing I do. I mean, I sometimes they fuss at me, but I, I don't post a lot. I don't post about my business. You know, I mean, my company has a page, but personally. I just keep things to myself. And I had to tell somebody recently, I said, please do not look at me and envy me. I said, or I mean, to be jealous in a negative way. Cause there, I mean, there's normal jealousy. And then I, I get that. I said, but, but there were so many things that I went through that you just don't know. So don't look at, don't look at the product now. You, I, I want you to understand the process that I went through and how hard and how hard it's been. Um, because people sometimes look at you and be like, oh, you know, like it's been so easy. And I, and I get offended by it because it, it hasn't been it, and, um, at all. And one last point I want to make to upcoming entrepreneurs. As your, and this is, um, as your business begins to make money, do not go spend the money on things that are not going to be, um, what can I say? Establish a savings for your company is what I'm trying to say. That's that money back. I think, and this is something that I even went through, um, and I know we, we were almost done, but I had to I had to say this. We we start making money, 
you know, and you start get, getting cars and, and, and travel, you know, and I, and me also, I did some of those things. And I look back, that money should have been invested back into the company. Um, it was no reason my first year in business, I was spending the way I was. It, it's no, it should not have, it shouldn't have happened. I should have had a better uh, accountant to tell me, this is your first year. You need to put that money back into the company. And so I don't want anybody else to make the mistakes that I made. And so if you don't take anything away from this, also, yes, having assets, don't go buy a car and house and, you know, I mean, pay yourself what you should, but make sure that extra money is going back into your company because you're going to get paid. I'm telling you, your, your day is going to come where you, you're going to, you're going to be able to pay yourself what you deserve. But in the beginning, you need to be humble when it comes to with that, with that money um, and be frugal in the beginning. And that's just one thing I want to tell people too, because I, I went through that. Okay. Well, you actually made a great point about smart, smart spending. And uh, uh, we actually um, talk a little bit about finances and uh, some of the people that we follow, like Dave Ramsey. I'm not sure if you heard of him, yeah. but everybody's heard of Warren Buffett. He drives a 2001 Cadillac that he's had for years, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so he's not out there like the rappers are like, let me go out and get that new yeah. hot new bot. You know, a lot of people buy things because of their ego. You yep, know. appearance, things like that. Yep, and just it's yeah, and just invest it back. It, you know, your company, like I said, you'll get what you want. It may not happen that first year, but you'll get what you deserve um, as an owner. You will. It just takes some patience and time. Well, Darnese, I would like to thank you for sharing your story with you with us and their listeners. Uh, reason being, they will really be able to take away from this. Uh, and I want you to share this with the people. I mean, I know you say you're pretty humble, but share everybody. Let everybody know your story, because this is a great story of perseverance, uh, you know, learning and going through challenges. And you you definitely hit on some great key areas that somebody can learn from. And we really thank, thank you. you for coming on. Thank you. Benny, so and I was, so I, was, Benny, I was nervous. <laughs> I won't be nervous. I'll just talk. I was nervous. <laughs> No, you're amongst friends. You're amongst friends. No, so there was no reason to be nervous. And uh, as a closing word before we uh, go out, uh, entrepreneurs uh, make a plan, um, but the plan is not necessarily everything, as Darnisha has uh, eloquently talked about. And also, um, you know, perseverance. You know, it's the biggest thing. Don't worry about what everybody else is talking about. You know, you're not only in one timeline, push through those hard times. You're going plan for hard times. Go plan for those hard times. And then uh the biggest thing too is uh if you if you love it, you see it, see it through. All right, Benny, you can go ahead and close this on out. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the Ricky Smith Show, an Arden Stewart production. If you're interested in leaving a comment or possibly becoming a guest on the show, please visit www.ardenstewart.com. Again, that's www.ardentstewards.com. And until next time, thank you for tuning in and God bless.